Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Now, we talked about this yesterday, interesting news uh, out of Ottawa, where apparently in a letter written, and this goes back a few months, the federal justice minister to her Quebec counterpart, suggesting that the legal limit for impaired driving, the blood alcohol content threshold, may be lowered. As it stands, the legal limit is 008 Jody Wilson-Raybould suggesting it may be lowered to 0.05. Now, you know, look, maybe there's a case for that. It's peculiar because it's the first we're hearing of it. And it comes at a time when the government is overhauling its impaired driving legislation, making a number of changes, both as it pertains to alcohol-impaired driving and also putting some rules in place around marijuana-impaired driving. So it would seem to be an obvious opportunity then to address the BAC issue, but they didn't do so. I don't know if that's going to uh, come in at some point. Legislation is going to be amended. If it's going to be something separate down the road, not entirely clear. It's also not clear what it would mean for provinces like Alberta that have 0.05 as an administrative suspension threshold. Would we abandon that approach? Would we lower that to 0.03 or 0.02? And is that is that workable? So a lot of questions, but I wanted to explore some of this uh, with uh, Robert Solomon, who joins us. He's a professor of law at Western University, also national legal director with MAD Canada. Robert, thanks for making some time for us here today. No problem. Uh, were you surprised by this yesterday? Had you heard anything about this being considered at the federal level? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, the federal government put out a discussion paper, Oh, I think it's several months ago, uh, asking for various individuals to provide input on uh, the possibility of a 0.5 BAC limit. I- ironically, we have been advocating this to the federal government for about 17 or 18 years. And so this this isn't a new idea or a new proposal. Okay, but, I mean, they haven't really talked publicly about this, and we're going through a process now where we are overhauling the impaired driving legislation. It would seem that, though, this conversation maybe ought to be front and center, no? Uh, we would have been very pleased if this uh, uh, proposal had been included uh, in the most recent uh, uh, amendments to the federal impaired driving and drug impaired driving legislation, but it but it wasn't. The reason why Mad Canada supports this proposal is that the evidence is consistent and uh, persuasive that lower BAC limits significantly reduce deaths and injuries involved in uh, impairment-related crashes. In fact, Canada is at a step because about 80% of the comparable developed democracies have already lowered their blood alcohol levels to 0.5 for criminal for criminal uh, uh, purposes. And each one of them has achieved significant traffic safety benefits. Okay, well, I mean, obviously the question should come down to whether that's impaired. I mean, if someone is impaired at 0.05, then clearly that's where the, the line should be drawn. So what do we know about when impairment begins? Yeah. 
the evidence indicates that there's measurable impairment of significant skills thought to be essential in driving at 02, at 0.02%. And the evidence indicates that uh, for most people, there's significant impairment of key driving skills at 0.5. If you also look at the relative risk of crash death, uh, again, the relative risk rises very, very sharply uh, from 0.5 on up. So, for example, one study indicated that 16 to 20-year-olds, now, who granted, tend to be accident-prone, is 12 times greater at a blood alcohol level of 0.5 to 0 to 0 0.8. Uh, so uh, uh, both in terms of impairing skills and in terms of relative risk of crash death, uh, 0 0.5 makes a great deal of sense. And more importantly, it works. It's, they've, they've had it in Australia for 30 years, in Western, uh, Western Europe for, for 30 years. All of those jurisdictions have, have benefited. Okay. Well, and, and I mean, is, is 0.5 the number because that's what the evidence tells us? I mean, does it make more sense to have 0 0.05 than, say, 0 0.06 or 0 0.04, 0 0.07? I mean, how do we determine this? Yeah. Uh, again, it's like speed limits, right? I mean, the higher the speed limit, the, more, the greater the number of uh, fatal crashes. Uh, the lower the blood alcohol level, the fewer the alcohol-related uh, crashes. So ultimately, the decision is political, but the 0.5 seems to be a reasonable cutoff adopted by most comparable countries, a cutoff that doesn't interfere with what most people would consider to be social drinking. Now, in Alberta and in BC, and maybe other provinces, uh, most I'm, I'm not sure. yeah. Um, but Alberta has, BC has an administrative suspension right. that, that, that kicks in at 0 .05. What's your assessment of how that would be impacted by a change in, in the federal legislation? It wouldn't change it at all. The 0 .05 legislation uh, across the country uh, is an administrative sanction, so it's not an offense. Uh, the benefit of 0 .05 uh, provincially is that it gets the driver off the road immediately and it addresses a, an immediate risk. Also, administrative processing is a lot faster, a lot cheaper, a less complicated than criminal code uh, 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 charges. The reason why uh, we want a 0-5 uh, uh, criminal code is we want to reinforce the message that drinking and driving is a criminal offense. Uh, and the, the, we, you know, we've worked for 30 years to convince the public uh, that drinking and driving is a serious matter. I mean, we had made excuses for alcohol for years and years and years. We had, you know, we, you know, there but by the grace of God go I, wasn't it a party, uh, 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 etc. And so it's important that the 05 limit be a criminal limit because it reinforces the message that impaired driving is serious. And it is, by the way, the number one criminal cause of death, uh, 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 criminal cause of death in this country. Well, okay, but but I mean, as you, I'm sure you're aware. I mean, in Alberta, we have two different levels of administrative penalties. One kicks in at .05, which is below the legal limit, and it's mm -hmm. uh, a three-day suspension. We also have a suspension that kicks in when someone is criminally charged with being over .08. Yeah. So I, I just wonder then, if if we're lowering the legal limit to .05, does that bring those down? Would we have to? Would we have an administrative penalty that would kick in at .02 or .03, for example? No. No, I mean, just like, the, you know, most provinces had an administrative suspension at 08. Then most of them enacted an administrative suspension at 05. Uh, 
So if the federal government uh, uh, introduced a 0-5 offense, uh, then nothing would change provincially. It would continue to take people off the road at, at, at 0-5. It would be a shot across the bow uh, uh, and would encourage uh, p- individuals to think more carefully about their, their drinking and driving. Well, I think the, really- well, hang on, but I mean, I think that being charged criminally is, is the deterrent, not the three-day suspension. Uh, both have a deterrent impact. Uh, uh, and so when BC tightened up its, its 05 administrative, when Alberta tightened up its 05 administrative, particularly when it introduced an immediate vehicle impoundment, uh, what we saw is significant uh, uh, decreases. So both have a role to play. One point that I, I, do, I think it's important to understand is the persistence of impaired driving is not a problem that's been unique to Canada. What other countries have done is they've introduced laws that deter. So, for example, lowering the blood, blood alcohol uh, limit. Right. Canada has a very poor record in terms of impaired driving deaths. So a uh, uh, Center for Disease Control study uh, out of Georgia, uh, they did a review of 20 wealthy countries. Canada had the worst record in terms of uh, impairment among fatally injured drivers and the second highest rate of per capita alcohol, uh, uh, alcohol-related crash death. And what's interesting is other countries generally have higher rates of per capita alcohol consumption. So Germans consume 33% more alcohol than Canadians, but Canadians are about five times more likely to die in an alcohol-related crash. Their laws are effectively separating drinking from driving. Our laws are not. We have traditionally had discussions in Canada about having tough impaired driving laws that look exclusively at penalties. I want smart, effective impaired driving laws. Sentencing tells you what happens at the, at, after the death of the injury. We need effective laws that deter and the evidence is that 0-5 is extremely effective in that regard. Well, Germany is an interesting example because uh, we often hear groups like MAD um, on, on issues of how alcohol is sold, retail models, age, uh, legal age, for example. Uh, but certainly the German experience tells us that what matters most is not how or where alcohol is sold, but what the impaired driving laws are. Um, all of those issues are, are relevant. Most of those countries, it's hard, it's hard to have perfect comparisons because they have better public transportation. Uh, they have lower rates of car ownership. They drive fewer, fewer miles. Uh, they also have higher driving age, often have lower drinking age. So it's, it's a blend of factors, but, but uh, age, price are key determinants of all alcohol-related problems. Uh, including uh, impaired driving uh, crashes and deaths. Okay, so going forward then, um, as you mentioned, we're, I mean, we're in the midst of, of making changes to our impaired driving legislation. Would, are we too late in the process to now throw this in as an amendment, or would the government have to come back with something separate? Where would this go from here? Um, I assume because they have a majority, they could, they could uh, amend the current bill to include it. It doesn't seem like that is the intention of, of, of the government. Um, uh, the, the trend uh, internationally is to lower blood alcohol levels. The National Transport, Transportation Safety Administration in the United States just called on all of the states to go from 08 to 05. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, More at mad.ca. Robert Solomon, thank you for joining us here today. Appreciate it.
Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. Robert Solomon, uh, professor of law, Western University, is Mad Canada's national legal director. So as he mentions, they've been pushing for this for some time. I, we're kind of going around in circles on, on the Alberta example. I do think if the, the legal limit were lowered to 0. 0.05, that administrative suspension thing would go out the window. But I, I guess maybe we should be asking Alberta Justice if indeed Ottawa is serious about changing this. Because in Alberta, we have two provisions. If you're charged criminally, your license is suspended until your case is resolved, although that's been challenged in court because it can take a year or more before someone gets to trial. There are some constitutional issues around that. And then we have a limit that's below the legal limit but kicks in as an administrative limit where you can have your license suspended for, I think, three days. So it creates an additional deterrent because it's something that kicks in below the legal limit. So on that premise, then, if we still believe we should have a penalty that kicks in below the legal limit, well, if the legal limit comes down, then presumably that would come down as well. Or maybe we'd just abandon that approach. So I, I don't know that Robert addressed that, but I guess it's a question for the Alberta government ultimately, if Ottawa is serious. So do they need to do this? 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.